Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the kingdom. My name is Drums, and as always, I'm joined by the brothers behind King Golf, Regan and Jordan Headley. We usually send it up north, see what's going on with our boy Reg about this time. But I think we're going to skip ourselves this week. We're not too important. Actually, screw it. Call an audible. Boys, how was the Iron Man? <laughs> it was good, actually, until we got to the dreaded 16th. That's a, We played in that tournament for, uh, uh, I don't know how many years now, probably close to 10. And that's the first time we've ever really been victimized by that hole. And it uh, shoot us up and spit us out. We didn't finish the hole. We actually made a, a pickup 10 on that hole. So that was... Uh, it was a really good day otherwise, though. It was, uh, sure, take, take it over from there. I don't know. No, that's about it. Uh, everybody played pretty good. We had Patty for the front nine, lost him on the back. Took a max 10, took a max 10 on hole 16. That was really hard to be a part of because we've seen groups go through that in the past, and it's, e it's much easier when you're watching it as opposed to living it. Uh, you see the ball go down past the hole once, twice. And at that point, you kind of just give up because you know that things are over. I mean, we, we were on in two. That was the worst part. We were just like eight feet away from the flag. Had a, a good luck at Bert. Well, not really a good luck, but we kind of laid it up to about four feet above the hole. And uh, I said, Reggie's kind of mad after, but I said, if we have no shot at winning if we miss this. So we might as well just go for it. Or if we bogey it, I mean. So we might as well just go for it. So all four of us went for it. We all missed it down the hill chip back up, did it again. And the worst part is, is like the other team was already done. There's guys waiting at the bottom for like half an hour and they're just watching you go up and down and up and down. So it's a, it was after, it was after we watched them go back and forth. For yeah. A, they they didn't like take a 10 though. Or a seven. Yeah. Or eight, but yeah, there was some, there was some tension in the, in the family. I, we had like a four footer and, and we could have just tapped it to the side and had, had four more looks at it, but George said we have to make a par or a bust. So then we made a ten. Yeah, so that we was were kind of at that point. We we is, knew where we were. Is at. that the one that went viral, boys? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sixteen. That's the nightmare one. Um. But anyways, let's get to things here. We got Roscoe on the show tonight. Before we do that, we should uh, welcome YouTube and Rumble because before we started the show here, I saw one comment already on Rumble. So the comment was, what was it now? I better bring it up so I don't miss it up. Comment from Waxkins. He said, whoever thought of Shanks is far beyond a genius. So that's a pretty good start to the show. Um, another, another point we should make here is we had Monday Q on. If you haven't watched that episode, it's definitely worth uh, a listen to. Uh, but he gave Roscoe some props as well for, for the name Shanks. So maybe before we get started, Roscoe, we'll give you an easy one, a softball here. Um, where'd you come up with the name Shanks? And then, uh, yeah, just start with that. Yeah, no, I was, uh, I actually had sent it in the group chat with a few buddies of mine, just asking like, you're a name of business and it was golf related. What, uh, what would you name it? And <laughs> nothing really came up. There's like, you know, bombs golf and, you know, teeing it up and you kind of look down South, right. And, and see kind of what what they've tried to streamline and, and make popular and um having an s important what you know was important to me obviously because my last name so um i was like hey like s terms in golf and then it just hit me i was like let's go short and sweet 
uh, I can get a nice logo out of it, uh, which uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. And um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's about it. So you got the S and the H in there as well. Correct. Yeah, and that. an A. You know, so <laughs> pretty close. It's like I mean, one of those things where turn sheared into <laughs> shanks. Just swap a few letters out of there. Exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> No, that's good shit. So, Roscoe, maybe just give us a bit of uh, background, um, your past life, where you're at now, and uh, and then maybe just start talking about uh, Shanks, what what's going on there right now. Give us a little update, then we'll we'll dive a little further into it. But I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. No, I uh, obviously like born and raised in Vancouver. Um, played uh, junior hockey and and wanted to become an RCMP officer, and and that you know, it didn't, didn't really work out. And, and so, you know, kind of moved out here and, um, explored the, the business side of things with, uh, with McDonald's and, you know, was, was all in on that for sure. And, and then, uh, you know, George wanted to retire and, um, was kind of left to, to my own devices to try and figure out what, uh, what I want to do. And, and so mixing, you know, 14, 15 years of, of, you know, business experience dealing with guests, um you know a number of employees responsible for for lots of sales and and mixing that with uh something i love to do in my spare time uh seemed like a no-brainer right and um you know brandon is is in desperate need of uh you know an entertainment hub um something else to do other than go to a weekend game or go to a movie or um and 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 i think that you know it's the best of both worlds and um Hopefully it'll be successful and, and people will come and enjoy their time. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's about it. Like that. So at the, at the start of every show, we've been doing uh, a cheers. It's our new segment. We uh, raise a glass for something good going on in the world around local or otherwise. Uh, so let's do, let's do Shanks tonight uh, as a cheers, because as a, as a Manitoban who loves golf, to say it was desperately needed would be an understatement, I would say, by a large margin. And uh, we've been asking for it. People have been putting them up. But I think this is going to be kind of the next level of that. Um, so thanks, Roscoe. Hopefully uh, we can cheers in a year from now after a successful year. But just just for getting things off the ground here, we'll give uh, a nice cheers to Shanks. Thanks, boys. Absolutely. Appreciate it. So maybe walk us through what it is. Obviously, we know it's a driving range and grill, uh, for but sure. for people that are maybe a little bit less familiar uh, with it than we are, uh, what's the setup going to look like? What are we expecting once we walk in the doors here? Um, first of all, it's it's absolutely huge. Uh, I was on site today and, and walking through it. Um, you know, it, it, it certainly kind of reeks of, of a destination. Um yeah, I guess uh, you know, starting from from the top, it's 20 bay driving range. Um, you know, full restaurant, uh, open to get licensed here in, in the next couple of weeks. And um, if if your you know viewers or listeners have, have ever been to uh, to a Top Golf, um, you know, it's it's certainly going to be uh, that environment. Um, you know, the the ambiance and and the kind of camaraderie of a bowling alley. Uh, mixed with uh, mixed with golf and, and some fun games. Um, gonna have four simulator bays too, so we can continue uh, you know leagues and, and league play. 
um, you know, all throughout the winter. And, um, you know, on, on top of that, and to really kind of, uh, you know, put a cherry on top is I'm getting Top Tracer and, and Top Tracer technology. I mean, you, you see it on the Golf Channel, um, measures uh, swing speed, um, you know, launch angle, uh, ball carry, all that kind of stuff. So um, to, to kind of mix, you know, like your regular driving range session with a little bit more of, of a party atmosphere and uh, also some to back it up. But I really think it's beneficial, you know, not only for kind of the first or, or second time goer swinging a club, but, uh, you know, like guys like us, right, that, that want to go and, and see some numbers and um, give yourself an opportunity to, to improve your play. How how's it going to work? And and I'm sure everybody's wondering how it's going to work in the in the minus thirty winters of Manitoba. Okay, so you you can hit balls up until probably minus twenty five ambient. So the the building's blocking the north wind. Um, I was there, you know, early last week. Forty k winds wasn't very pleasant talking outside. And and as soon as I kind of got you know in the driving range bays, it was quiet, no wind. Um, you know, it was, it was just, uh, it was a beautiful thing to experience. So uh, Block in the North Wind also have 23 foot long radiant heaters that are going to hang, you know, 12 feet above your head that, uh, you know, they're, they're on a timer similar to like a, a, a rank timer, right, for heaters where you, you know, you turn it on and, and it expires in an hour. And uh, that combined with kind of Block in the Wind, I think you'll have uh, a real pleasant outdoor experience, uh, even in the minus 20s. Have you, cause there's another one similar in uh, Calgary, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two of them, I believe. Two of them. And there, I mean, Calgary wouldn't be too much of a difference from Manitoba. So I think they've kind of uh, proved that it is possible to do. It'll be interesting. I think uh, I can't wait to do it myself. Um, kind of on that note though, like whenever you start a new business in a smaller community, uh, the size of Brandon, Everybody's talking, everybody's saying different things. Um, what's something that you've heard through the rumblings, through the grapevine, uh, maybe a misconception that people might have? It's a pretty good place to maybe clear the air on it or something, you know, in case people are watching this. But uh, what have you heard that people got wrong? Yeah, the the, the first misconception is that I'm going to have, uh, you know, Pro V1s to, to hit. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> as much as that would Who's be nice. dreaming? That's absolutely not the case. Um, golf balls are expensive, and uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've ordered a hundred thousand of them. So, um, you know, like aside from that, everything's been relatively, uh, relatively on point. I, I try and, uh, you know, get out in the community and, and kind of network as, as best I can, and um, you know, provide proper information. And um, I guess one misconception too, uh, like I was just there earlier. Um, early this evening with Goose and, and kind of gave him a tour after hours. Um, he was thinking it was more kind of enclosed and, and you know, more of like a kind of half dome uh, type where that's absolutely not the case. Like we're, we're right in the open. Um, I, I really can't wait for spring and summer because I have two big garage doors that can be opened up and, and to be able to, you know, have, you know, the, the inside and the outside kind of come together. Um I can imagine him screaming from uh, bar top with guys hitting hitting balls, and uh, I think I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, 
whenever we think of winter in Manitoba, we think it's going to be minus 30 or minus 40 every day, which it's not. I mean, last winter was probably that for five or six two days of the winter, days. I think. So, I mean, it might be too cold a few days of the year, but other than that, like this place is going to be perfect for the spring. If you want to go out like right now, like kind of while it's still warm and see the ball go through the air. Um, but I was actually talking to dad today and I told him that you were coming on and uh, we were kind of talking about it. And he, he was wondering, um, do you hit balls out into the snow and how do they get picked up? And is it cleared out every day or how is that going to work? Yeah. So like the, the number one question for the last year and a half has been like, how are you collecting balls in the winter? And uh, like, to be honest, like I have no clue. Um, Paycheck. Yeah. Like I, I, I actually have no idea. Um, so <laughs> the, the building, <laughs> Minor the, details. The building blocking the North wind, like it'll, you know, it's obviously going to blow. Right. And so I guess my hope is, um, I'll give you this stat. So I was talking to Mark Castor from Top Golf um, a number of months ago, and and he had given me a stat where uh, it was something like ninety-seven or ninety-eight percent of all Top Golf balls don't go beyond one hundred and fifty yards. Now that could breed because it's mostly entertainment based, and you got a bunch of newcomers come, and and you know with, with them only having like a two hundred yard outfield typically with limited flight balls or, or whatever the case may be, that might be a reason. Uh, so if that's the case, uh, I think I'm in luck because all the snow is going to blow to the back of the range. And, uh, you know, to be honest, boys, um, I don't really care how I pick up the balls. Like we'll, we'll, we'll make do and, and we'll make sure we get it done. Um, and, and if that means I bring in a plow and we plow all the snow off to one side and, and I'm in there picking balls up, I, I really don't give a shit. So um, like, let's let's mock it out and, and let's figure it out as we go. So. I'm sure it'll be one of those things, too, that uh, you never really know how you're going to do it until it you happens, right? Because there's not really any precedence for you to go off of. I mean, Calgary doesn't have near as much snow as we do here. No, maybe they I, do, but it comes and goes not not as much constant. And who knows? I mean, we might not get a whole lot of snow this winter, so you might be able to just push it out. And then, yeah, you know, Reg, like I've I've had multiple conversations with. Uh, I mean, even my dad up until like the other day, right? Like we're gonna pick up snow, uh, or how are we gonna pick up the balls in the snow, right? And and uh, I've had numerous people kind of reach out to me, being like, hey, you know, like what about this or what about this, right? Like JC the other day is like, why don't you spread a net? out you know from 50 to 150 yards sling it six feet above the ground and you know all the balls kind of filter to one side right and um all my pickers that i've kind of been researching about and um you know kick, kicking tires on my first question is like is this proven in the snow right because like <laughs> if, if you think you know like if you think pickers can go through you know four or five inches of rough why can't they go through a couple inches of snow, right? Um, at least that's my my mentality, and and that's what I'll stick to. So. Might even be easier, actually. I shouldn't say easier, depending on how hard the snow is, but um, or how soft it is, I guess, and heavy. But yeah, I mean, it's not easy getting through grass. If that thing can get through there, um, and I guess not snap in the in the cold. I think that'd be the biggest thing. Yeah, and you know, like the the one. I guess idea that I'm leaning on is, uh, you know, after the initial, initial kind of first couple of snowfalls where you get a bunch out there, you know, you take a tractor out there, drag a log, right. Compact it down and you can bring a couple water trucks out and, and make it a nice rink. Right. And, and, you know, like 
have you know an inch of ice and the picker can drive on that and buzz around and everything stays above ground i mean honestly at this point if anyone has any suggestions reach out because like i I have no idea but we're gonna get through it and we'll figure it out love it love it uh so how how long is it then you said 150 is kind of typical for what they're hitting at top golf now are their balls different than normal range balls yeah, so they have a couple of different balls. They, they got like they, they have limited them, flight guess, balls, right? which is like seventy percent. So it, you know, uh, you hit up to seventy percent of uh, of your max. And then they have in chip balls, which I think Reg experienced down in Arizona, um, where they actually have chips in the balls that calculate, you know, where uh, how far it goes and 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 where it lands and all that kind of stuff. But uh, so my outfield, it was very important to me to to have a full. You know, 300 yards is, is I think, the uh, the goal of, you know, every golfer uh, or every decent golfer, you know, that, that wants to hit, you know, 300-yard drives. And and so I, I thought, you know what, let's go with real balls. Uh, let's get another plot of land so I can have, you know, a full 300-yard outfield. So fence post nettings are, or, or fence posts are in right now. Uh, netting guy is coming in 10 days. And I lasered it. And uh, it's close. It's about 297. So um nice. yeah it's uh it's it's crazy you guys should take a drive out there and so there's and, no limited flight balls that they're just straight up no no i nice. uh i went with taylor made uh three stripe range balls uh ej hooked me up from uh taylor made in winnipeg um well i wouldn't say hooked me up i paid full price but he, he, <laughs> uh, he, 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 brokered, he brokered the deal i'll put it that way <laughs> And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, full regular balls. Uh, they're they're dual core. They're not tri core like you know a Pro V. Or, but it's uh, they're no you know top flight or pinnacle or they're cold or <laughs> in a XL two thousands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's some bad range balls out there in the world. <clears throat> I mean, but it's... no, your buddy's right. Like it looks massive from like the the highway. So, so like I can my, just imagine my... what you're. At. Actually, yeah, like my, from inside. My, yeah. My initial first reaction, like when the foundation was in and the walls were up, um, I, I had a tour. They had the trusses on, and and they were working on you know the the roof, and and I was standing in one of the bays, and I was thinking to myself, like, this is way too fucking big. <laughs> <laughs> this is way too big. Um, but you know what? Uh, you know, come, come spring and summer when, when that place is packed on a Friday and Saturday night and, and, uh, you know, people are hitting to, to targets in the outfield that are lit up and, and the music's bumping. I think I'll, I'll look back and, and say, thank God I, I went with this big rather than, you know, going with, uh, you know, like a, a 10 bay where, you know, there's a way list to get in or, or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. Right. So. Yeah. The atmosphere at top golf is like, uh. It's club. incredible, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's like a club. It's sweet. Makes yeah. you want to stay there forever and drink beers, which is profitable for you. I think that's where uh, Roscoe would like us to be. Yeah, yeah yes, that's, that's right. the goal. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like even Top Golf, like we talk about COVID and, and everything that's kind of grown the game, but I feel like Top Golf has also done a pretty good job of growing the game just by bringing people who wouldn't feel comfortable on the golf course with what you have to wear, how much you have to pay, uh, all the rules and shit like that. Like Top Golf's kind of, uh, mayhem out there so i think you know people probably limit this to golfers in Westman, but it's going to be anybody yeah for sure and and you know like 
Grassroots, obviously, uh, you know, like the, the last few years and like I've, I've said it on your guys' pod a number of times, right? Like it's, I really think that COVID is, is, is going to pass as the reason why golf is popular, like over Tiger, right? And, and, you know, like you see more kids playing nowadays, you see more families out together, you see way more women in the women's leagues. And oh, yeah. As- as foursomes it's it's nuts and so um i i really think that um you know being open and, and welcome to to anybody i mean the the juniors kids just or the juniors clubs just arrived today and uh it's awesome like i i really can't wait for you know my first little guy or girl to wheel in and uh you know i, I measure them and see how tall they are and then they get to take a set out and, and hit as many balls as they want right so yeah, no doubt. Um, so we got a couple questions here, uh, just from Instagram. From the well, actually, Cam, Cam in the chat, uh, he asked if the field's real grass. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it, it's about uh, three quarters right now. I'm, I'm planting seed uh, next spring to choke out, you know, the the farmland and weeds and all that kind of stuff. And right. Uh, no sprinkler system or anything like that because we're well water. Um, so I'm going to let the elements determine how green my grass is. And um, as long as it's healthy and lush and short, uh, let's go. Yeah. yeah. You can paint it if you need. You probably don't yeah, want to either. Not like you're hitting thing. shots off it anyways. Yeah, exactly. Just for sure. <laughs> well, they don't have to save some money on cutting it too or get some goats out there. <laughs> if you need some lawn care advice mine's looking pretty mint right now so yeah, okay thanks buddy uh we got cousin in the chat we got drake golf highway stinky steve as well <laughs> quite the name and uh cammy's in the chat too uh and the guy who's not in the chat tonight which is surprising uh chez he had a question on instagram he wants oh. to know if uh oh, there he is right there Speaking That's of the wild timing. <laughs> he wants to know uh, if there's going to be an indoor uh, practice facility, like a putting green or something. So I've, I've looked at the putt views. Um, you know, like I, I really think that my simulators are, are going to complement everyone's short game really well and, and to actually have legit putting as opposed to smashing it against a screen. Um, I, I really think... As of right now, um, there, there isn't a necessity for it. Um, I'm looking at expanding maybe a couple years down the road to have mini golf. So maybe that's up Chess's alley and, and he can come participate in that. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the golf zone simulators, boys, like if you haven't checked them out or, or tried them, uh, I really urge you to, um, you know, come and come and try them out in a couple months. What so kind of putting is it then, sir? Yeah, what's the difference there? Yeah, so like the the golf zone simulator, I've posted a, a bunch kind of on on my IG stories every now and then when I see golf zone north kind of post it. But uh, so it's like auto ball retrieval. Um, so you're not constantly going to the screen to pick up your ball. Like there's an auger that that brings the tee up out of the ground for you. Oh, so sick. like Maddie and I went into into Winnipeg uh, had to be last year now, and we played 45 holes in under two hours. Um, it, it's it's so quick the the putting is good like it gives you there's kind of like into the screen there's a, a little bit of a ramp um and you mark out like 5 10 15 feet to kind of give you a nice visual of 
you know, what putting this at this speed would look like for a five footer or a 10 footer or a 15 footer and anything beyond that, uh, you know, you kind of have to guess, right. But, uh, gives you a real kind of, it's super user-friendly and very realistic. And like the, the feedback time on the screen is, is next level and everything about these simulators are, are, are a one. So. Muted there. I'm muted there. Sorry. I think that's really important, honestly. And and obviously that's why you went with it. But I mean, we've talked quite a, quite a bit on here, and you go to a sim that maybe doesn't necessarily pick up the ball, the ball flight, or uh, the chipping. You hit it into the screen, and five seconds later it pops up and blasts over the green or potting. Like you said, you have to hammer it in. Yeah. Like I think people would pay. I mean. I would pay extra just to golf something like that. It's actually legit, right? Like it actually feels like you're golfing. And technology's yeah, just come to that point, right? If you don't cheap out and for, right? for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, like Maddie and I were testing out different shots, right? Because you know, sometimes a simulator doesn't pick up, you know, your hard draw or you know, your your hard cut, right? And 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 Maddie's known for hitting this absolutely ridiculous rope draw. Um and, and he lined it up and, and he, he executed and, and the screen picked it up. And it's like, as soon as the ball hits the screen, you're seeing the trajectory, you're seeing where it's going as opposed to that lag time reg, like you said. And right. um, yeah, they, they're just, it's, it's nothing that I've ever experienced before, um, you know, using these things and, and trying them out. I was always a huge proponent of, of the old Shiloh one, right? Like the, the one that yeah. you can play Augusta on because they actually have the cups, right? Where yeah. You, yeah. You're legitimately putting as opposed to... And you just input how many putts you took, right? Exactly, right? Where this is the best of both worlds. It's it's brand new technology. Uh, There's three plates that come out of the ground. So you can have hanging lies. You can have hook lies, fade lies, uh, multiple different camera angles where, um, you know, you you can get pictures at impact. And uh, it's just, it's it's A1, like I said. Hell yeah. Well, you got a big uh, fan in the chat, Roscoe. I don't know if you paid somebody to say this or not, but Irma <laughs> Bannum. He's, he's my buddy from Vancouver. <laughs> he he ends with uh, "Good luck getting me to leave." I think there's going to be quite a few people like that. Who uh, speaking of that? Are there memberships and stuff available, or do you kind of get some of the pricing and rates figured out? Yeah, I mean, it's so, sort of pricing as memberships are concerned. It's tough to kind of open, you know, mid uh, end of golf season and, and try and get away with with charging people for memberships. So I'm going to play it by ear. Um, you know, I, I, I want to get as much feedback uh, as possible on memberships. There's going to be Ted custom made lockers there for for members that, um, you know, want to leave their stuff uh for the winter and um yeah so as of right now no to memberships uh however that that may that may change right away nice i like the uh i like the mentality there just kind of uh start and and see what happens yeah just as needed yeah like feedback i mean working at mcdonald's for as long as i did right like feedback is is huge right and and to kind Mm -hmm. of gather um you know, tidbits here and there, not only from your employees, but your guests and, and what works and what doesn't, um, you know, will, will be valuable uh, later on down the road. So. I'm sure this aspect will be kind of uh, a fly about the seat of your pants a bit as well, but you mentioned uh, some league play. 
Are you uh, anticipating having your own leagues? Are you looking for guys to bring a league in? No, I'm, I'm looking for, for anything really. Um, You know, I I had talked to to Jor about continuing our league, um, you know, throughout the winter and, and as far as, you know, how many times, you know, per month or, or, you know, it it certainly doesn't have to be once a week, like, like we do in the spring and summer. Um, You know, even if it's once every couple of weeks, because I have four simulators, I can accommodate up to 16 guys at once. Right. So, or girls for that matter. Um, So yeah, men's leagues, women's leagues, uh, junior programs, and and I'm sure that we'll we'll talk uh, about that a little bit later on. But um, yeah, everybody's welcome. Speaking of women, and we kind of glazed over this a little bit, but think about three or four years ago. Like on a, any given night, you might see a, a girl out there or a woman out there with their significant other golfing, maybe or tagging along, whatever it is. It seems like now every time I'm on the course, I see at least one foursome of of women. And that was something that I just never, we'd never see before, which is just a, a good indication, I think, of where the game's at and where it's going to. Um, and so, I mean, we talk about it all the time, but team golf, we're, uh, we're trying to grow the game. And as that grows, everybody involved kind of grows together. So, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. But um, one outside of like being a great social spot for leagues, for, for, guys girls everything and actually being able to see the ball fly through the air as opposed to a sim um sims are going to be great and stuff but there's nothing like seeing your ball fly through the air um but what else what else you got up your sleeve in terms of uh lessons or uh pros coming in or whatever that looks like yeah so i've i've had a number of questions um you know, like right off the hop is like, are you going to have an in-house pro, um, you know, to be able to teach? And um, as of yesterday, pleased to announce uh, Dave Sanaka is going to be doing all his fittings, uh, most of his lessons that aren't on course. Um, you know, club sales will, will, you know, he'll have to deal with individually, but all his fitting carts are, are going to be at Shanks. Um so if, if you want a lesson, you want to get fitted, uh, you want to see Dave, you're, you're coming to Shanks. So um, absolutely huge news uh, yesterday that, uh, you know, certainly certainly made my day and, and being able to sit down with them and, um, you know, kind of preface that, that I was coming on tonight with you guys. And I said, <laughs> you know, how long do you want to keep this under wraps? And he said, give her. So um you know, Dave is is obviously uh, there's no one like him in the in the Westman area as as far as clubs are concerned, fittings, lessons, the whole nine yards. So uh, to to have him at Shanks, um, not only is is it an honor, but it's a privilege. And uh, really looking forward to to the business that you know he can generate for himself, but but also you know word of mouth and um, you know people coming to to Shanks. You know because of of Dave Scott, the golf brand and team. Uh, and, and everyone involved. So super exciting. That's awesome. Congrats, that's, man. Thank you. That's a big get. Nice, nice work, man. That's, that's unreal. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, like he, he was one of the first ones that, that I went to originally when I had the plan, cause I, I didn't want to step on any toes. Right. And, and, um, you know, he's, he's, he's the golf guy here. Right. And, and so when I, I sat him down and I said, this is kind of my concept, um, would love to have you involved. Um, 
you know, like this certainly isn't a, a me versus you. This is uh, us to kind of, you know, uplift the golf community and, you know, give Brandon something to to do entertainment wise. Like he would, would love to have you a part of it. And right away, you know, he gave me the green light, obviously of approval and, and he kind of just stayed out of it. Right. And, and there was no real, he was keeping his cards pretty close to his vest. Right. And, um, and then when I, when I sat down with him yesterday, uh, he's, he's all in. So, um, like I said, super exciting, uh, very, very honored and, and very privileged to, to have him a part of the team and looking forward to, uh, you know, the junior program, like, like we said, right. Like if, you know, would, would love to have him run something like that. Um, you know, the, the, the laundry list is, is endless of, of what we can do out there. So. No doubt. That's, that's amazing. Congrats, Roscoe. And, and for Dave too, I think that's going to be a big, uh, you know, he's a pretty busy guy, but I think that that'll be a really good place for him to hang his hat, I think, and, and contribute and just help out and, and mentor through things. I'm sure you can help him and he can help you a ton, but um, yeah, go ahead, Roscoe. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, you know, like I've, uh, he's, um he's extremely busy right and, and he's kind of all over the place so to to be able to centralize and kind of hone his energy mm-hmm. in, in one place especially during the winter time um i i think will be awesome for for both of us right and um yeah it, th- this is a obviously a new industry for me right so to be able to kind of you know have him hold my hand through a couple of things i, I think would be awesome so yes no doubt yeah that's, yeah no kidding that, like he's sorry no, go ahead. Drew. I was going to say, he, he was kind of like the catalyst for Brandon's huge uptick in the popularity of golf too. Getting getting Wheat City in shape, actually yeah. running it like a golf course. So him and his staff, to have them on your team is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Like you said, you had the the uh, previous experience of managing staff, managing people, managing that kind of stuff. And then you had his golf expertise in there. I think it's a culmination of stuff to be... For sure. It's exciting, man. I think too. I mean, the old saying that you build it, they'll come. Like Dave, Dave is probably the perfect guy to get there from day one and to help you grow and get started. I think that, you know, just the way golf is in this area and the amount of young golfers coming up and the talent, I think this is just going to take it to the next level. And we've talked about this on the show before too. Uh, but I think, you know, having a place like this is going to just be a no brainer for the best people in golf to come work at shanks or to come help you or contract whatever it looks like to be a part of that because it, it is going to be a hub and i think that having so many people there like dave it's just going to attract more and and i think you'll be surprised with the amount of people uh that throw in a job application there through the years in the future yeah i'll, I'll just uh, i'll give you one more thing and, and i'll leave it at this like we were talking about um you know demo days right and and how Typically, only one vendor is able to kind of show up at once, right? Whether it be Cobra or Titleist or TaylorMade or, or Callaway or whatever the case may be. Well, guess what? I, I got 20 base, right? So we could have, you know, six, seven, eight vendors all at once. Um, everyone showing up, grab a beer, grab a bite to eat. You can test out whatever club you want. And there's numbers right on the screen that, that back that up, right? And um, a, a real opportunity, not only from the club sales perspective, you know, for Dave and, and golf Brandon and his team, but getting people in the door and, and experiencing it that, you know, otherwise wouldn't be able to experience that. Right. So. 
plus hitting tee shots or irons where you could actually see where the ball is going, not where the screen is telling you it's going is is huge yeah. as well. Because it's really hard to buy stuff from like a place like Golf Town. Right. For that right. reason. Yeah. Yeah, and and having decent range balls, I think too. Right. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yes. And the other aspect of that too is speaking from my experience, like during the summertime when you can hit balls outside, is not when I'm thinking about buying clubs. I'm usually in golf with what I have. It's usually the winter time, uh, early spring is when guys start shopping for clubs and stuff like that. And so I think like like Reggie said, having something where you can actually see the ball it's going to be a no brainer for these brands to, to sign up at Shanks and be part of the demo day. It's exciting. Thank you. You quickly mentioned the good stuff. How's the menu looking so far? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you've been paying attention to Instagram, I, I hired my food and beverage manager, Avery, uh, you know, multiple years of experience at the keg. Uh, we're still kind of fine tuning things. Went into Cisco a couple of weeks ago, had a, a menu tasting there and, um yeah i think it'll be a combination of uh you know in in this type of atmosphere nobody wants to sit down and, and have a 60 dollar steak right like that's right. just that's just the fact of the matter so if i can offer a, a quality wing some good nachos a bunch of shareables that, that are easy to kind of scarf down in between shots i think that's really the recipe for for success mm-hmm. um so i'm, I'm not going to try and reinvent the wheel uh i'm going to keep it super simple um, you know, a, a single page menu, that's always something that I'm a huge fan of where you have food on the front and drinks on the back. Um, and, and we'll just go from there. And, and again, feedback, right? Um, if something's not working, we'll get rid of it. And if yeah. you know, people want something special, we'll bring it in. So. Well, any, uh, any shanks featured drinks? Look at this comment though. This might be, uh, straight out of happy Gilmore. <laughs> Trisha said uh, that well the real winner is the city of Portland every time I come here it gets harder and harder to leave you guys must put something in the water <laughs> great comment Trisha um, as, as far as a shank drink right now um, you know met with Black Wheat last week um, you know we were talking about custom labels that, that's you know a potential um the the bigger kind of you know initiative is supporting local and if i can do that by you know having a rotating tap you know with with blackweed a rotating tap you know whether it be monthly or, or bi-monthly or, or every couple of months with section six um i think that's what i'm going to do um i want to drink specifically to you know where, where funds proceed uh, the humane society here in town because i think that's important um but aside from that, no, not really. No, no fancy creations uh, as as of yet. Anyways, not so, yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Reggie just. Uh, I was just gonna say Reggie's. Reggie's got a nice in with a brewery in Dauphin. So if you want to get some Dauphin clientele, maybe you can rotate that rotate that in there. They're pretty damn good. We were there on. Uh, when was that, Reggie? Sunday night. Sunday night. Yep. Then if you need a bartender, apparently too. Like I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have ten taps, right? So if if Blackweed has has one, and and you know Section Six has one, um, you know there, there's certainly lots of room to to go around. So that's pretty cool. That is really good. Um, what what's kind of the toughest or most challenging part of launching it all? Oh boy, I mean it's kind of a year and a half in the making, right? Um, 
maybe a, a little bit less than that. Just the the constant, you know, day to day of making sure I don't forget anything. I I think is is the most important. Um, office looks pretty clean, you know, from this level. But you know, I got some papers around and some some checklists that you know I'm I'm constantly going through on a daily basis and and making sure that. You know, I, I have all my bases covered because because I don't want to come opening day or you know a week before and be like, oh, shit, right? Like I, I forgot a really big piece. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's it, Reg. Uh, I mean, aside from um, you know, just uh, I, I constantly least you know lose sleep at night on on how operations are going to be and and what you know the day to day looks like for you know, the management team and, and waitresses and, and waiters and bartenders and, and my, you know, my staff that, uh, but I just need to relax. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's an ever kind of, you know, revolving door and, and evolution where, you know, just trying to get better than yesterday and, um, you know, trying to, to set a really good first impression. Cause I, I think that's key. Yeah. Managing a couple balls in the air is a big part of it. Do you have any suggestions by chance <laughs> on apps or apps or different things you use? Cause that's something that I have issues with too, but I'm yeah. always looking for stuff. It's, it's yeah. You got you know, I, I don't, I don't typically use, use an app. Um, I'm, I'm real old school. Like when I used to do my manager schedules, it was, you know, pencil paper. and paper and my inventory counts were, were all, you know, paper and pen and 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 that's kind of just just the way i am um calendar on my phone is probably the most utilized app that, that i use as far as organization just with you know the the never-ending meetings and you know meetings for meetings and site visits and you know phone calls that i need to make but aside from that um you know from 7 30 until 5 my ringer's on you know as loud as it can and and after that uh, you know i'm, I'm kind of home free typically um unless anything pops up. So just being available. Yeah. I'm the same way. I got, my problem is I just have papers everywhere though. Uh, but I mean, when I, when I type something into my phone, whether it's in a Evernote or whatever it is, it's, it's usually the last time I look at it. So the nice thing about paper is it's here. You can kind of see it. And uh, I just need something to organize all these papers. But anyways, um, just kind of we'll stick with the business stuff here for a couple more uh, points. We'll talk about the future and then uh, we get some rapid fire at the end. But what uh, what's been the most surprising part of the whole journey so far? Like what, what's something that kind of stands out in your mind that is either unexpected that you, you know, didn't really sign up to do or anything like that? Uh, the money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty easy answer right but um yeah. we're, we're only eight percent inflation you should be able to handle that no yeah <laughs> um you don't have to give like particulars but was there like a piece of equipment or anything that was like holy shit i was way off on what i was thinking there you know what my my kind of pre-budget was was kind of bang on uh drums it, it was it was the the extras that you don't account for right like right. it's the you know, Manitoba Hydro uh, installation, that's, you know, the the five-figure uh, amount there. You know, it's it's the liquor cabinet that just arrived today that I need to put together, you know, that, that costs five or six hundred bucks, right, to, to lock up spare bottles of booze. Um, you know, it's it's all the little things that that add up to, to, to a, a really big amount that, uh, you know, like I had, 
I had six figures penciled in, um, you know, like a hundred thousand for, um, you know, extra expenses or, or, or things that, uh, you know, aren't foreseen. Um, and, and thankfully, obviously I haven't reached that threshold yet. Uh, and, and, I, and I pray that I don't, but, uh, I think that's, that's been the key. Um, just staying on top of things, right. And, and making right decisions and, and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, the absolute top of the line, um, you know, right now, right. I can always reinvest right. later on down the road. Like, let's just get open and start making some revenue. And, and if we need to upgrade, then, then we upgrade. So. We forgot to touch on before. I, I saw that you had a, uh, a picture of a, a pretty nice looking bus or uh, <laughs> a van on, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. What's, is it going to kind of be picking people up wherever? Is there going to be a central spot within the city? No idea. My initial response is, uh, is centralized pickup and drop off. Uh, I heard city hall, you can, you can park there for free. Um, so that might be a place corral center. You want to go to Houston's like, let's go. Um, I'll, I'll drop you off. But uh, <laughs> I, I think that, like the most important part, Reg, is like it's got 10 seats. And so, you know, typically parties are, are going to be four to eight maybe. So, you know, it's it's able to, to kind of fit everyone in. And, and um, you know, I, another option that that I have is we can we can tag your, your clubs and keep them overnight in the back equipment room. They're not going to go missing. They'll be locked up. So, you know, if, if, uh, you don't want to haul your clubs to, to go out, you know, to, to party or go to a buddy's place or whatever, they'll, they'll be there and, and you can come pick them up, you know, the next day. That's a, that's a massive feature actually. Yeah. That's beautiful. Be or even a cab. Hard to get uh, four bags and four guys into one cab, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I certainly want to, uh, I mean, like, the van not only was for convenience, but it was also for kind of social responsibility, right? Like it is a little bit out of town, right? Don't yeah. want people drinking and driving. Like that's the last thing I want. So um, to kind of add to a feature, it being, you know, quote unquote destination, even though it's, you know, five minutes down the road, um, you know, give them that option, right? Where I can come and pick you up. I can drop you off. Um, and and if, if we can't and you want to take a cab to and from, we, we can hold on to your clubs. Or you show up and you don't have clubs and you use the entertainment sets in Bay and uh, you have a time and you leave no responsibilities. So, Have you tried those clubs out yet? Uh, the junior sets arrived today. The other sets uh, have not arrived. Um, okay. I, I have tried them down uh, at Topgolf. Um, Colby and I just went down to Minnesota. We went to go on a work trip uh, to Topgolf and, and test out their stuff and um saw a real no difference in between the men's and the ladies they were both fairly whippy both i mean coming from me uh you know they, right. they you know they, they wouldn't be whippy to you know a, a beginner or someone that wants to come and try the try the game so um the thing that i found weird uh they don't have any lefties and so like they, they have lefties in the back and so they, they bring out kind of bags and um so I saw no difference between the men's and the ladies. Uh, it's either an extra stiff or a stiff or a stiff or a regular, like the, the gap isn't huge. Right. So, um, I thought it was important to have both righties and lefties in Bay. Um, so that's what I went with. And 
a lot less clutter in the back with lefties bags kind of hanging around and um you know lefties like canada is is kind of the <clears throat> hub for lefties right and and manitoba is the hub of of canada for lefties so um <laughs> i thought it was very important that uh, the lefties were represented so it's kind of crazy on that note how many lefties there are nowadays I, i've never played in so many groups that we outnumber the righties like i can't remember ever and it seems like it i guess it's because i always go with your or my dad and we're all lefties but it's just there's a lot more lefties than i remember in the past now i agree yep same here. The last I've had, I played in a couple groups this year where we're all lefties. Even uh, the other day with Drake and Steve, three lefties. Just you guys are hitting from the wrong side of the ball. <laughs> well, Reggie can hit from both pretty well, so he's thinking about switching one day. Hey. Yeah, more and more every round. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's jump into. Uh, what did we miss anything here? Um, Can I just give a list of the local companies that I'm using? Is that yeah? Uh, uh, we're going to ask what's what some of the local initiatives uh, and companies you're working with at Shanks. Yeah, just 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 a quick plug. Uh, got a huge list here. Um, you know, one of the main initiatives. Uh, you know, early on was. You know, during COVID, it was it was all support local and, you know, get out and support your small grocery store. And, and I saw how much of an, of an impact that was. Right. And, and you know, being able to give back through McDonald's to West Van Dreams for Kids and, and Ronald McDonald House and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the importance of, of, of giving back. Um, OK, so just to name a few, Royal LePage, Keller Developments and all of their subcontractors are obviously local. Uh, Westman Lumber Supply. I got my logo done by an independent young lady named Tegan Fleming. Uh, did a fantastic job. Uh, it's incredible. Not a boy. Uh, Leach Group, obviously Golf Brandon, Westman Embroidery, Progressive Sanitation, Grand Valley Restaurants, GVC Limited, Cardinal Signs, Dusty Woodworks, Guardian Fencing, Westman Automation and Security, uh, Ideal POS is out of Winnipeg. Uh, RF now was getting installed today. So there'll be my internet supplier. Uh, and, and then obviously black wheat and, uh, you know, section six. So, um, I think that's a quick count. That's like 20 places that, uh, you know, encompass 98 and a half percent of my project. Um, really, really awesome. proud to, to be able to, uh, you know, give back to the community and, and uh, use use local people to, you know, build a building and, and everything involved. So, cheers to that second yeah. uh, second or third cheers of the night for that. That's that's awesome, Roscoe. Thank you. That doesn't happen too often these days. Yeah, it's usually find uh, the cheapest you can find and go with that. China. Cheapest and quickest. Yes, no doubt. No, that's good, Roscoe. That's, uh... Although, have you seen how quick those boys put up, like, bridges and interstates over there? Where over it there? It takes us 17 years to put up one bridge in Brandon, and they put up like, <laughs> massive tunnel systems in two nights. China. It is hard to believe, actually. There's they got, they got bridges, though. They got some things figured out over there. Yeah. They're 3D printing houses over there, I think. 
yeah, it's not okay. quite the same here. Let's talk about the future of Shanks. And then we got some uh we got oh we got a fixer divis tonight, and then the everybody's favorite part, the rapid fire. So future of Shanks. Um, you kind of talked about the mini golf and uh, a few other things, and it sounds like there's a bunch of things still in the air. It could go either way, but in five years from now, if everything goes as planned, do you have any plans for anything else outside of uh, the current situation, or what are you thinking with that? I mean, the obvious answer is expansion, right? And and you know, going into to number two or number three, and um, you know, continue on that way. It's been super rewarding to kind of be in at a ground level and, and really kind of have my hand in, in everything from the design to, you know, what kind of food to what beer we're serving. Um, that was, that was awesome. And, and it, you know, continues to be awesome. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, potentially mini golf. I know there's a need for some batting cages. Um, Pickleball courts, you know, pickleball has kind of uh, blown up the, the last couple of years. Um, I only have, you know, so much property to, to deal with, um, but can, so can certainly uh, can certainly expand a little bit. But uh, I think, you know, top of mind is, is getting number two open. Um, not sure where, but uh, probably won't be Winnipeg. Often <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say because if you can get through Manitoba, uh, you can probably get through anywhere in Canada. So I think that uh, I mean, even like you said, starting from from zero from the ground level, you can kind of go through it all. Like even as a franchisee, like you guys had with McDonald's, like you you knew it like the back of your hand, but you weren't there to start it, right? And there's nothing like quite like that in terms of like getting to go through it and teach people and starting small in that way. Yeah. It's, you know, McDonald's was, here's your furniture package. You get a couple of different colors to choose from. Um, this is all your kitchen equipment. These are your tool systems. These are your headsets, right? Like you, you had no options, right? And then you make it, a cheeseburger. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like a standardized procedure all across the board, um, you know, all over the world. Right. And, and so to be able to kind of pick and choose and, and really, you know, like pick out my furniture, you know, for example, right. Like, you know, um, BBI, who I didn't mention on this list, you know, Jordy and I flew out to, to Toronto to actually go to a factory, uh, called Borgo, um, little Italian guy that, that owns a store. And, uh, it was an incredible trip, right? To be able to see exactly where your furniture is coming from. It's not coming from China, right? Like it's not coming from anywhere other than Italy or in that shop in Toronto. And it like everything's legit, everything's real. Uh, got to meet, you know, all of his staff and 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 had a great time. So it's it's little things like that that make this, you know, come opening day. I, I think I'll kind of look back and and cherish and and really, uh, you know, it's it's super rewarding for sure. I was gonna to say too, like, uh, like you were thinking expansion and and things like that, and I think it's kind of cool. Like, obviously, there's quite a bit more risk um, starting your own brand from scratch and, and being involved in everything. But I, I feel like the reward is so much more if it goes, you know, when it's successful for you. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, making money for someone else like this is like your project. You're not a franchisee. Yeah. Like yeah. this is my, you. This is your my, brand. Mine from the ground up, right? Um, you, you decide where things go next, not somebody else telling you where they go next, exactly. which is incredibly rewarding probably, I can imagine. Yeah, for sure. 
And for those uh, just joining us or who maybe missed the intro to the show tonight, uh, one person on Rumble, uh, Wexy Kins, he said, uh, whoever thought of Shanks is far beyond a genius. We had a nice comment from Roscoe's buddy in the chat. And Monday Q also gave Roscoe props for his brand. So um, in this day and age, that is a big part of it. I mean, you can have the furniture, you can have all the other stuff, but having a brand that people recognize uh, that they like, I think Shanks is awesome. So I think you got the first part right, Roscoe. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Oh, don't forget to shake everybody. I don't know how I'm turn that off. Every week. Roscoe, is there anything, uh, like one single thing that you're looking forward to, uh, like being most excited about? Is it is it the junior lessons or junior golfers getting out there? Is it getting leagues out there? Or is it just kind of the overall, let's get this open and then I'll I'll take my uh, my happiness at that point? You know, like the, the last number of years, I've been the director of Cubs for the Tamarack and, and seeing the little guys and girls go out there and, and have a great time. And um, the junior program will will absolutely be be kind of top of, of my priority list for sure. Um, you know, once we get it off the ground and um, I, I think for sure, you know, that that certainly has to be, you know, top, you know, 1A. Um, obviously, really looking forward to getting open right and, and earning revenue and and you know start paying bills and and all that kind of stuff but uh yeah it's uh, i i think just the overall being open for people to come in and, and say hi and hit balls and and you know where, where i can walk up and down the t-line and and you know high five guys and you know uh you know to talk to people and introduce myself you know for for people that don't know who i am or um, or, or anything like that. So, um, yeah, junior program for sure. And, and then, you know, one B is, is just, let's get open. <laughs> let's go. Speaking of that question on everybody's mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I've, I booked my first Christmas party for December 16th. Ooh. Now there's a contingency in that where, if I'm not open, uh, they're willing to move to January. And uh, I, I really think that, you know, certainly can be brought up later on down the road as far as functions and, and that kind of stuff. But um, really hoping for the first week of December. That's um, that's where I'll have, you know, friends and family come out. Uh, we'll dry run the menu. We'll dry run the technology. Everyone wants to hit balls and, and order a drink and have some food and, and you know, put the waiters and waitresses, you know, through the paces, put the ball kids through their paces and, um, you know, see what the management, you know, and, and kitchen staff really have to offer. And, um, yeah, so looking at, at first week of December, fingers crossed. Um, I don't know how many times I've, I've, I've talked to people and, and it's, you know, like, well, how's the construction going? Like, what have the hiccups been? There's been zero, zero hiccups. Like they're, they're on pace, uh, testament to, to Billy and, and his killer team. Yeah, exactly. Knock on that as hard as he can. Um, you know, Levi uh, is the foreman out there. And, um, you know, they, they've, they've done an incredible job. So, um, yeah, first week of December. Let's go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, baby! What so, an unreal uh, Christmas party venue. I didn't even think of that until you said that. 
Dora, I forgot to mention that's your birthday gift. I asked Ross if he could open up for your birthday. <laughs> December so 8th. Go. It'd be a good place for a party. Birthday parties, Christmas parties, in <laughs> parties. parties, party parties. Yeah, like business functions, um, you know, you name it. Uh, gender reveal parties are, are huge now. Um, <laughs> you know, what uh, what what better to, to have a dad kind of smoke a golf ball that's filled with blue or pink, uh, you know, off dog tracer. But are you gonna have some balls available for that? Ready to go? I can I can pre-order. Yeah, I can. Uh... Will they have the top tracer technology? Yeah, you'll be able to see it go three yards, Reg. <laughs> That's not far off from some of the drives I've hit this year. <laughs> well, I'm not a huge gender reveal fan myself, but I think that hitting a golf ball at Shanks would be pretty high on the list compared to shooting a rocket up your ass or whatever the hell that other guy did. <laughs> uh, there's, there's been some serious mishaps in the gender reveal world. <laughs> Holy God. That's not what I was expecting at all. Shoot uh, a rocket up your ass. That's why uh, it's the kingdom. You never know what the heck's going to happen on here. Uh, but I will say I didn't have any whiskey tonight just for uh, the folks at home. So kept things fairly under control tonight. Um, we'll do a quick uh, fix your divots here tonight, and then we'll get to uh, the, the rapid fire. So I'll give Reggie a bit of a break here from, uh, from the Prairie Scratch Tour. Uh, but that's who sponsors this this uh, this segment every episode. So big shout out to the Prairie Scratch Tour, Jordy, and uh, I don't know who else organizes it, but Jordy's been doing a heck of a job. Ben uh, Bandura, I believe. Who is it? Sorry, Ben Bandura. Jordy and Ben. Uh, Jordy's been playing in them too. I think he's had some success even this year. Uh, so if you're a golfer in Manitoba or Saskatchewan or anywhere and want to have some competitive golf. Uh, Prairie Scratch Tour is a place to be, and I think that they're just going to get bigger and bigger through the years as we go along here. So, um, Drums, what's the uh, the Fix Your Divot tonight by Prairie Scratch Tour? Don't tell him he's on mute. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on mute. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's uh, tonight's fixer divot actually comes from Jordy himself, and his pet peeve is punched greens. Ooh, yeah. There's a method to the madness, and the end result is always something good. But while they are punched, they are extremely rough. It's hard golfing, especially when you you don't get the notification, tee off on the first hole, get to the first green, and it's a shit show. It's a massacre on the green, and you're wondering why did I just pay a full price for this? They got gotcha. you happens a lot around here this time of year unfortunately um but i think probably everybody's in agreement the end result is needed but that kind of first day or two after they are punched it's an absolute nightmare to golf on um i do like when courses do it one nine at a time that's kind of the only way to do it in my opinion uh if you're doing 18 at a time you're a psycho um <laughs> give us a bit of a break <laughs> You guys got thoughts on that? I don't have a whole lot on us. That it's one of those things. It has to be done. Uh, from what I've heard from from uh, the pros around here, Scotty in general, how to keep the Gilbert greens so mint. Uh, 
he'd actually like to go earlier in August than they do, but they did him, and it was uh, it was hard to hard to tell really. Hey, George, the Ironman, like they weren't punched that long ago, and they kind of already filled in. So uh, it'll make for uh, a really good set of greens in the spring. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind. I, I don't play enough anymore. I I probably don't play on them as much as other people do. So I have a tough time. If I hear the greens are punched, I probably just don't go golfing now. Same as Oak, though, eh, Roscoe? I think they punched him three or four days before, and drums for the blue chair. And you could hurt. I don't know who does theirs, but I know uh, in Nipawa, actually, they have their own machine there, and they do Gilbert and a few other courses, I think, in the area. I don't know who does Oak, but, yeah. Okay, so, like, I don't mind them punching greens, but, like, the goose size – yeah 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 size craters are sorry but i don't think that needs to happen and i like at weed city this year and not to shit on their team because they do an awesome job and the course has come a million miles from where it was yeah but like the sand that they used to top dress the greens this year like it was like full of rocks basically like it banged up my like mallet head like pretty good it's black so it's it's easy to get banged up, but like the first couple of days out there, I was like, "What is going on here?" So really? they should use that for the bunkers, and then they should take the bunker sand <laughs> and use that to top dress the greens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's good sand around these parts. Like I think everybody has that same problem uh, when they are top dressing rocks. Like it's just tough. Not actual sand. It's just gravel pit. Oh yeah, yeah, it's wild. You know who had phenomenal bunkers who definitely deserves a shout out these guys were actually uh the the runner up for the cheers tonight but nipawa wow like those bunkers are aside from gilbert gilbert and nipawa are the best bunkers in manitoba i think like when did you play there uh yesterday oh really yeah that's where drake and steve and i went they're soft hey jordan like oh, so soft. soft yeah it's 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 like a synthetic sand or something like it has mm. to be Gilberts were really good like five years ago, but they they need a a redo, an up, update. Yeah, like they were. That was the only good thing about uh, White Bear in Kenosi too. Oh yeah, White Bear is six and those. That's like imported or something though. I think from yeah, I think they bring it from Cali or something. Okay, well, shout out to uh, shout out to Neep, shout out to Jordy, shout out to the Prairie Scratch Tour. Have you played in that Roscoe yet? No, I haven't played an event there. No. Um, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to – I don't know how much time I'm going to have kind of next spring and summer. So I think my competitive golf stuff is going to wind down here. Um, not a huge fan of uh, the Golf Manitoba events and them taking six hours and course set up and the whole nine yards. So I, I may – I may buzz into to one of those, one or two of those, maybe instead. And it's yeah, a little dagger. Hey, just a little dagger. <laughs> no raise, no raise voice or anything. Just a, a quick dagger. <laughs> uh, should give a shout out to uh, before we get to the rapid fire. Shout out to Colby. Uh, you guys had a pretty good time in in Minnesota um yeah it was uh it was awesome uh road trip him and i i drove the whole time shout out cuz thanks bud um <laughs> yeah eight hours down uh i was nine and a half back 
slight detour and, and some fog. Um, the course that we played, Mendicota Country Club, was out of this world. Um, private club, greens were at 12, undulations like crazy, um, like 5% slope was kind of the norm. Uh, I got a yardage book ordered in and like the slopes on these greens were, were crazy. Um, it was 7,001 yards, uh, played a practice round. It rained about two inches the night before. So it was playing 7,500 probably. Um, so long, so long. Uh, I had over 300 into three of the five par fives as my second shot. Like it's just, it was, it was a big boy golf course for sure. And, and then to add kind of insult to injury come the USGA event, uh, we went down for the four ball championship. Um, I was looking at the pin sheet the night before 16, 18 greens were seven or less from the edges. And, um, just like nothing here even compares does not come close um they so, are, man. you know like we're playing against you know ex-college guys there's a group in front of us look like a homeless guy he was like 65 years old huge beard visor shirt untucked uh he had a shinnecock tag uh like mid-am qualified <laughs> and like he was he was in the group in front of us and we started off 10 it was a drivable four it was like 301 yards a little bit downhill you just had to carry it was like 265, 270, like the bunker. He absolutely laces it off one. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this guy. Like, don't judge a book by its cover because this guy was phenomenal. <laughs> was he using cookies for his ball markers too? Yeah, no doubt. That's exactly what he reminded me of. Just the, the homeless guy from Happy Gilmore. So good. <laughs> so how, how far do you think they – how much did they have to – uh, scratch and claw to get into the seven thousands there, like seven thousand and one yard. Like they're probably pushing back, uh, just as much as they can, squeezing out of that property eh, just to get it into the seven thousand. You know what? Like some of the tee boxes and stuff, like in the practice rounds, we're like, okay, like this is not bad, right? Like this par four or this par five's, you know, six oh three or whatever it was. Like you know, it's still long, right? Um, the ninth hole, for example, like we're going around and the USGA has pink paint to mark hole locations and where the tee boxes are. And so we get to nine and like, we can't find where this tee box is. So I was like, well, Colts, chances are like, they just stopped for the day or whatever. Like it might've got too busy. Uh, so then we get to 12 and 12's going this way and nine's going this way. They stretch the tee box out another 65 yards <laughs> on already 600 yard par five. And I was like, Oh, like we're gonna be so in one tomorrow. Like this is incredible. <laughs> so, oh, like, so you found nine it. when you're on twelve. Hey, you you found it when you're on twelve. Yeah, 12, 12 T box came <laughs> off. It's like it had nine with an arrow pointed this way, and then twelve with an arrow pointed that way. And I was like, oh my goodness! <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it was good. Yeah, Colby. Uh... Colby doesn't seem like he'd be a driver. He's more just like a hangout in the passenger seat and, and chill out. DJ. How long did he nap? That's got to be a good nap. I mean, he's a napper. Got to be. You know what? Yeah. I was going in and I was thinking to myself, like, hey, uh, especially like on the way back, because like our tea time was at 1110. You had to walk. It was 30 degrees. Uh, like I had to put a towel over my arms while I was walking so they wouldn't get burnt. Like it was like, it was nuts. And this was so, last week. Yeah. It was last Monday. 
And so like on my way back, I was like, okay, like he didn't nap on the way down. Fair enough. Like on the way back, he's out cold, hundred <laughs> percent. Stayed up the whole time. I was very Not proud of him. He kept me company. So yeah. Not a boy, cuz. <laughs> cuz, cuz coming in the passenger. Well, let's roll right into rapid fire because I put one of Colby's questions in here from Instagram as uh, one of the rapid fires. So his question is your dream foursome. Uh, he said local, but let's do local and in general. You can have two answers here. So his oh his uh, question was uh, local f- dream foursome in brackets, Zoc, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> Zoc the rock. Um, okay. So in general, I mean, Tiger has to be in there. Arnold Palmer for sure. Um, yeah. Probably like a, a Sam Snead uh, would be number four. Um, local. Halderson has to be in there. Um, local legend, PGA Tour Pro. Uh, Dave would be awesome. Um, played with Jared Crane this year in the Western. That was awesome. Also ex, uh, ex kind of mini tour, tour player, tour card anyways. Uh, he was good. Um, yeah, that's probably it. Nice. Is there He's gonna be nasty a- good, eh? Oh, yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, thank God. Like he, is. he makes yeah. golf look easy for sure. I didn't yeah, realize he played like mini tours and stuff. His his buttery smooth swing, like effortless. Um, Gross. You know, can move it both ways, uh, and he's just great on the course, like camaraderie wise, banter wise. Um, he was extremely hungover in the morning, like he didn't get it until <laughs> yeah. five uh, the morning of the Western Open, and uh, yeah, he hit. You guys obviously know Weed City, so number five, fairway, right? It's kind of got like that tucked green up there. He hit a wedge onto eight green. Uh, just a total shank. He oh, came boy. over and he oh, leaned on the cart and he's like, sorry, boys, I'm not usually like this. And Colby and I are like, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> like it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Did you say good for the brand? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good for the brand, <laughs> good for the brand <laughs> Uh, another story while we're on that note of the western you and uh colby took her home this year and colby wanted to know what was a better feeling winning that or the blue chair <laughs> oh man blue chair was so much fun uh to be able to be a captain and you know that rider rider cup style format and and to kind of see it all go down on the part three while everyone was around the green and um that that was super cool um yeah the, the western though like competitive golf right or or you know somewhat competitive uh new-ish event you know they're trying to bring it back uh any kind of team golf thing that that you can ship is is uh is really good so um yeah one a one b i think there's no real clear winner uh the belts were awesome um being able to go bogey free uh, and and are still bogey free uh, playing scramble events this year, him and I are uh, I think it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. That was a good event. We should give a shout out to the Western Open. I think Patch had a pretty big part, and uh, I don't know if he's a listener of the pod or not. But good uh, good first year back. It sounds like they're going to do it again next year. So more of those events, the better. The, the anytime you can get the kind of the best golfers in the area out for. Uh, and then that format too, like a scramble is, is pretty cool. So for sure. Yeah. Team golf, love team golf. Me too. 
Uh, Alex says, by the way, you guys can thank me later for getting Ross going to golf. Once I told him to get those Nike slingshots, that was it. It's a true story. Those <laughs> slingshots are wild. Nike came out with some wild clubs, eh? Yeah. The easiest shit ever to hit. Remember, yeah. Butter had slingshots, right? And he was unreal <laughs> as soon as he started. Yeah. Well, you could hit those things like a, a pitching wedge went like 200 yards. Yeah, yeah Rip had slingshots. They were he, awesome. he, he hit his fly arm like 250 yards. Good for the ego. <laughs> it's a big cavity back. Like he just, he just hammer it, man. Okay, let's keep going what's down your, the line here, boys. What's next? What's your lowest round ever? Uh, mine. I shot 64 last year at Weed City. Uh, had a had a putt for uh, a share of the course record on 18. Lipped out, and I bogeyed 17. Damn. Ooh. 17 is a tough one, though. We were playing as a fivesome, and we had 30 birdies after the first nine. Like, all <laughs> of us were just buzzing. Um, that was last summer? It was last summer, yeah. Yeah, I was playing with Ev. Uh, Ev was Ev was seven under, standing on 15 as well, I believe. He's a lefty, blocked one left OB. I actually ended up holing out from 104 um, on, set, or on, on 15. Uh, to get me to uh, to get me to seven, six, uh, birdied sixteen to get to seven. Yeah, couldn't uh, just 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 left it left it on the high side on eighteen for eagle. Evan's got no better than hitting even flirting left as a lefty on uh, fifteen. You yeah. just throw her out there as far as you can go to the right. <laughs> you got three hundred yards right. Yeah. Yeah. Which one's uh, what's the best? The, oh, sorry, towards the picket fence in the back. Yeah, the furthest uh, west hole. Yeah, yeah. Doug Murray's backyard there. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the best golf advice you've ever received? You know, it's it's so cliche, but I think one shot at a time is is probably like right up there, right? And and. Um, there's been a bunch of tournaments where, you know, I either miscut or, or I'm kind of within shouting distance at the top. Um, and, and one stroke is, is all it takes. And, uh, you know, like you, you can never win the tournament on a Thursday or Friday or the first round or the second round, but you can certainly lose it. And, and I've, you know, fallen victim to that way too many times where, um, you know, like just this, this last grail, um, I think it was two or three under, uh, getting to eight, uh, send one over the highway on eight um, with five wood, not even with driver. And uh, ended up making double, um, completely tilted. Um, this coming off my, you know, second place finish the year before and, and got super close. I three putted 18 to, to not get into the playoff. And uh, so right then I was like, hey, like my tournament's over. Um, you know, end up doubling nine like an idiot. Um, and then I'm, you know, like right there come, uh, you know, come Sunday morning, right. Where I'm, I'm one or two, um, out of, out of the final, out of the final group. And, and I can kind of at least keep tabs on, on everyone. And I think, you know, keeping a level head and, and, and really taking it one shot at a time, it's certainly easier said than done. Uh, I'm the first one to admit that, but, um, you know, try to keep your head on straight. That's what I was just gonna say. As soon as you 
you think you get in your own head where you think the cut's going to be or where you think the it's over the cutoff of the, the championship is going to be and you start trying to chase that number and, yeah. you, and you make a couple of bogeys i mean you might as well just head back to the clubhouse because yeah i mean like this year at tamarack like i was one under after the first day kind of right in the middle of the pack um you know i come out i'm four over through five and i'm like this is just, trying to chase it yeah like this oh. is just not good right like ended up i ended up playing the back first uh thank god um and then ended to go i think i was two or three under on the on the front side my last nine to to kind of fall in middle of the pack right like i think i was 10 seed um so i mean like that just shows you right like it's it's certainly you know it's it's one or two shots away and don't don't panic um i had colby in my ear the whole time like just relax like it's fine don't worry about it. <laughs> you need that though because if i mean if you don't have that that's when you're own like your own head takes over and it's so easy just to get caught up in it and it's it's really difficult in that moment and that's where you need it the most just to remind yourself one shot at a time yeah. but that's where it actually matters because when you're playing good nothing else you know you don't even think about anything i think that's where you know like if you're fortunate enough to have a buddy on the bag right like i had goose come out and, and caddy for me this year at the gray owl um you know I'm, I'm second to last pairing so the goal was you know go out in four or five under on the front and you never know, right? And uh, teeing off on 15, um, I think I was only one shot, one shot off the lead. Uh, like those guys had pulled away like crazy. And when I saw Thomas on the eighth tee box, he had said like, I think Steve, um, you know, Steve was like five under, um, Cal was seven under. And I was like, okay, well, like I'm sitting here at, at two under, like there's no way, right? Like I'll just pack it in. And then sure enough, like on 15 T box, I'm one shot off the lead. Right. And be, like being able to, to, to talk to, you know, someone that, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to talk about golf the whole time. And, and Goose and I certainly don't, um, you know, or Colby for that matter. It's, you know, talk about life, talk about the business, right? Like get your mind not thinking about your next shot or, or not what happened previously. Uh, yeah. I, I, think it's, I think it's huge. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Uh, quickly, before we keep going here, Chez said, what's the Western and where was, is it? Uh, Western was a uh, 36 hole, two man scramble event. It was held at Weed City. Uh, they had a shuttle bus to and from to go to uh, the Sin Bin. Like it was, it was put on by uh, J&G. Um, you know, in, in conjunction with CNC rentals, I think Jordy Trotter was, was a huge part of that as well. And yeah. uh, the Western used to be, I believe 36 hole stroke play individual event uh, kind of pre COVID or, or a number of years ago, I played in it once um, back when I, I kind of first moved here and, and I wasn't, um, you know, kind of just starting out in, in my golf uh, ventures, but um, so yeah, uh, 36 holes, two-man scramble you got flighted after day one um and uh yeah go as low as you can it was a good time that's for sure uh sinbin too that was the first time i'd ever been there before uh didn't even know that existed they got a pretty cool spot there actually that's at the rink there yeah there's yeah. a little patio right outside the rink yeah, just out back, a couple of outdoor TVs and patio furniture and stuff. It was good. Hmm. Uh, what is the best investment you've ever made 
in golf or otherwise or both um probably in golf like i i just got fitted for my driver uh last year it was the first time i got fitted for a driver ever uh yeah i I, uh you know i was i was on the range at, at taurus and titleist was out and and i've always kind of been a titleist guy um for whatever reason uh my first real set of clubs, aside from the slingshots, were uh, were, were an old set of AP twos that my dad brought back from from Palm Springs for me, and um, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with the brand, and it's more of a player's club, and um, you know they don't market and fabricate things kind of on a you know every three month basis, and um, yeah, getting fitted for the driver was good. Uh, got a new putter um last winter uh it's sick it's the same one that bryson uses it's not the arm lock it's the regular length um that was also a good investment um is it a 500 dollars shaft like waters has in his no it's not uh <laughs> no is it a cobra no what? he's got a lab putter shaft oh lab. oh yeah okay yeah. no what what's your putter oh sick. it's a sick like s-i-k oh i thought you just meant it's a sick putter no, no. <laughs> well, it is that too, yeah. Both, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the common answer we've got from uh, – we usually throw rapid fire out there at the end, and almost everybody said fitted uh, or lessons, and I've done neither of those things in my golf career, so maybe I'll explore that one day. Yeah, you know, Jor, like I haven't had a lesson either. Um, tried to get one with uh, with Dave way back in the day at Shiloh. Uh, it started pissing rain. Uh, he said, I'm not doing this out here. I said, okay, sounds good. Uh, never revisited after that. Um, I did, however, this last time uh, I was I was down south. Um, just had a, a pro at, at PJ West kind of look at my swing and, and just provide any input that, that he mm-hmm. may have. And, um, you know, started out as, as a seven iron with a, with a couple of swings. And uh, then we moved to a couple of wedges and a couple of drivers. And he just pointed out some alignment stuff with my shoulders and, and feet. And, and that was pretty much about it. And um, yeah, started drawing the ball again, which, uh, which was nice. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. Wouldn't recommend a lesson. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe I'll get uh Maybe I'll get my first fitting this spring at Shanks. Um, I'm in the market for it. I just haven't been able to do it yet, but I'm hoping to one day be, be uh, fitted for some clubs. No, uh, I'm fucking daggers at TaylorMade. I love TaylorMade. I have their five wood <laughs> and their hybrid in my bag, so relax. Chaz <laughs> <laughs> is always in the chat defending TaylorMade. I mean, I'm a TaylorMade guy too, so I can't. We're all TaylorMade, yeah, pretty well. Yeah. Chaz, you missed it earlier. Uh, I said I have 100,000 uh, range balls from TaylorMade, so take it easy on me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, to piggyback off that one, what's the worst golf investment you ever made? Uh, has to be like, you know, those stupid training aids uh, that you see. Yeah, like what are know, we talking here? Like um, I had the ball one that you wrap around your neck and it's like a beach oh, ball. Oh, it goes down? Yeah, and it oh. kind of just hangs off your neck like a necklace. I saw Rory using it on the range. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to get that. Um, completely screwed up my swing. Um, <laughs> you know, like putting aids and stuff, you know, can be really good. Um, I bought one off of, uh, I think, Amazon. Uh, it's the laser. Pop it on your shaft. It just falls off. It's trash. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to. Do remember. you guys remember those ones that had like the hinges? So as soon as you got out of line yeah. with your club, it like broke. Didn't oh, Gary Brown? Yeah. yeah, we used to have one at the course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Did you guys ever fall for the old uh, balance bracelet scam from Source for Sports that they were slinging for <laughs> ten years? Fucking one season I had yeah. a piece of rubber. I had one. Was yours rubber or was yours like the copper? No, mine was rubber. Copper's for like the Arnold Palmers of the world, I think. That's who they were targeting. Mine was rubber too. I had a copper one, and uh, I think within like three days, my arm was green. So out the window that went. <laughs> Medic. Oh, yeah, that's what it was called, drums, eh? Medicus. Medicus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those were on the info. The, info med- the Medicus the also makes those heavy ones with the big grip on them. Big yeah. yellow shaft. They're freaking. Yeah, heavy. like the interlock thing on it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Curate. Curate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, Reggie. My dad bought these self-help uh, movie set one time. <sighs> I got to I gotta see if I can track it down because it was like so bad. I remember I was like 14, 15 at the time. And dad's like, okay, you got to watch these. These are, these are amazing. And like the first one, I'm like, this is all shit that I've known for 10 years. Like, how do you not know this? What is like, it? It was just what like, was I can't, I can't remember how it was, but it was so, it was so dumb. It was like eight, eight videos. And finally on the eighth video, he was like revealing his secret to his swing. And it was just that he rotated his club head at time of impact. So he had it like as a little baseball bat. Like, okay. So there were golf us $400. Yeah. Like a box set of VHSs. Yeah, that was before YouTube. Imagine life without YouTube now, eh? Crazy. What do you got, Reggie? Roscoe, what's your uh, favorite golf memory? Um, favorite golf memory. Well, I do have an ace. It's at Deer Ridge. Um. With witnesses, which is great. Uh, the two in front of us, and I was playing with actually one of my crew members at the time, uh, Cody Allen. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, I got to go out and, and play uh, play the falls in Vancouver with uh, with my mom riding along. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like any time that you like, I won the Ridge Bowl last year. That was an awesome experience overall. Just being with the guys and. Um, I ran so hot, uh, that weekend where like I was medalist. I won the horse race. I won every pool game for money. I won (laughs) poker that night. Uh, then the next day we go out, I won my first match and then I played doc, uh, like David in the final. And, uh, I had to make a 15 foot slider down the hill to, to tie with bird. And I did, uh, and then I won two playoff holes later. That was pretty cool. Um, memories with Colbs, obviously this year, uh, playing a lot of team golf. Uh, the Western was, was a big one for sure. Um, you know, playing in my second USGA, uh, event down in Minnesota, um, just last week was, was an awesome experience too. So, um, anytime that, that you can get on the golf course with buddies or, or with family or, uh, or whatever is, is, is always a good time. Yeah, or if you're on the winning side of a competitive one too. Hey, True. you got to be an American citizen to play in those? No, no, we were actually the only Canadian team um, 
but uh yeah no you you don't you just have to have to have a certain uh, handicap i think Index. anything anything more than a two seven i think is not allowed just to kind of keep pace of play and all that yeah, kind of stuff that makes sense but monday q gave us a good tip he said uh if you're not that handicap, you can actually sign up as a pro because pros don't have handicaps. So <laughs> cheat code. <laughs> yeah, cheat code. Cheat so how wild is that? <laughs> One thirty. Um, what? Uh, what's your favorite app on your phone? Right now, it's probably Instagram. To be honest, um, you know, like I've never been a social media guy, and so obviously need need one for the business. Um, so to be able to kind of, you know, sift through job applications and, and I've, I've had a ton of people reach out uh, on there is, is awesome. Candy Crush is probably my most used. Um, I'm not a huge games guy. I have one game. It's Candy Crush. And like I'm on like level 4,500 or something like that. So uh, stimulates the mind and lets me, you know, decompress. So, yeah, probably Candy Crush. You have to have something like that, hey? Candy Crush is super addicting. It is, yeah. Uh, is I never Tri- got into phone games. <laughs> I was going to say, Trisha said uh, Grain Dead. Is that a new app I've never heard of? But um, <laughs> she or he or don't want to say what, but... Uh, Grinder. Grinder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, anybody in the chat, if you're if you're listening to this live, What's your favorite app? Because I'm always curious for new ones, uh, whether it's golf, whether it's uh, Drake. Drake's in the chat. He likes that 18 birdies. Roscoe, you're on there too. Um, I think we're going to fire that up next year for the uh, Anywhere Tour. But it's it looks pretty good. Every time I've golfed with Drake, I'm very impressed with that app. So, Yeah, like some of the court, like Clear Lake, their overhead on holes and stuff is from the winter. So like holes are covered in snow. Yeah. Um, so like you, you can't see bunkers or anything like that. So like little improvements, um, I think are, are needed and over time uh, it'll come the way for sure. Yeah. It's, it's certainly getting more popular. And, and anytime that like Kolbs has emailed 18 birdies to be like, Hey, like our course is actually this long from the blacks or whatever. Like they make the change pretty much instantly. So pretty important. Drake said he's in contact with them right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, Drake and I were actually talking about that yesterday. I said, uh, you know, three years ago, it's it's so crazy how things have changed pretty much in all aspects of life. But three years ago, or even two years ago, I was like, we were even talking about on this podcast. Like, why is there not an app where you can play any game, you can set it up, you can automatically distribute, blah, blah, blah. We're kind of at the in-between stage right now where you can set all that up. There's no, like, automatic payments that come out yet. But I think that'll be kind of the next step in the progression of things. But now there's like 50 apps all of a sudden. There were zero before. Now there's like 50 of them. So it's good to see. We're heading the right direction. Uh, let's, we'll do one more each and then we'll wrap things up for the night. Uh, what's your favorite golf book? Uh, it could be either fiction or like an instructional one or, or really anything. Yeah, I have Play Like Tiger sitting up there on the shelf over here. Um you know, my, my, my first, I guess, kind of legitimate golf book, uh, that I read is golf is not a game of perfect. Um, you know, has to deal with, you know, not every round is, is going to go the way that, that you want. Not every shot is going to, you know, go the way that you want, but, you know, to continue to, to try and put effort in and, um, 
you know, law of averages will, uh, will come out, you know, on, on your end. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's probably, that's the only kind of full golf specific book that I've read. Um, I have one kind of on the go right now, um, as well. And it, it, you know, has to deal with more of the mental side, uh, which I think, um, you know, at times I'm a mental midget, so, uh, hopefully will, will help me out, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, that, that's, that's probably like golf is not a game of perfect. I think is is up there for sure. Have you read Zen golf? Uh, no, I have not. No. Actually, I was going to mention it when you were talking about Tamrak there or grail, or whatever it was on, uh, on eight flying the highway. Yes. And uh, I was just listening to it last night, actually. And he was talking about how mad people get when either they hit it too far, like they fly it or whatever it is, but. I mean, you can't get too mad at yourself because you hit you hit it too good. That's the issue there, right? So, if you kind of uh, you know shift the focus to that mid round. I know it's hard to do in that moment, but I mean, even in that, if you hit a five wood over the highway, like that's <laughs> most guys would be proud of that. But just in the moment, it's like what? Yeah, and and then that's that's actually the one that I have on my nightstand, and and um, you know, like how negative thoughts are like clouds, you know, like I've, you yeah. know, I think I've said that on this pod, uh, you know, in the chat, right. Where, you, you know, they're, they're there and, you know, you don't necessarily have to welcome them. Right. But, you know, they, they come and go and just, you know, accept the fact that they're going to happen and, and move yeah. on. Right? So, yeah. yeah. Observe them and, and let them keep going. Exactly. Uh, Ches says favorite app is WinFinder. Never heard of that. Have you guys? I have Windfinder. Pay the twenty-seven bucks for a weather app; it's worth it. Really? Yeah. I can't bring it up here. How? How is it worth it? Like what? Uh, like it, it'll give you. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Ches can can speak to this. Uh, like wind all throughout the day on an hourly basis. Uh, weather patterns, humidity, like the whole nine yards. For, for me to, you know, open a business that's, you know, outdoors, uh, it was very important to me not to just go off of, uh, you know, the, the Apple suggested weather app uh, to get something a little bit more concrete. And, and it's known, uh, it's, it's known to be kind of the another, the, the number one. Uh, the best there is. App. So, yeah. <laughs> we did favorite book. What's the favorite golf movie? It's got to be Happy Gilmore. It's Happy Gilmore or it's Tin Cup. Like if you want the comedy side, it's Happy Gilmore. If you want the the more kind of human human side, it, it's got to be Tin Cup. Um, yeah, perfect. Both I've watched a million times. Could probably recite <clears throat> the whole movie to you. Um, Where do you stand on Bagger Vance? You know what? I'm. I don't know. I, I'm indifferent. Um, it's not going to be. If, if I see Happy Gilmore, Tin Cup, and Bagger Vance on Netflix, I'm not watching Bagger Vance. I'll put it that way. <laughs> The greatest game I ever played. I actually just recently watched that like three three weeks ago. It was, it was pretty good. Um, You know, based on a true story, was it not right? Um, Yeah. Francis, we met. Yeah. Yeah. No, the worst part is that little kid in there. Yeah. I could have done without him. Yeah. Really? Like he's my favorite part. Get out of here. Little chub. Little chub walking along. Kind of a cute little bugger. Yeah, tin, do you guys like have suggestions on where to watch Tin Cup? I've been trying to find it for like three years. I need like to just go buy a DVD or on eBay or something. 
I got the DVD copy. Anytime you want to borrow it, you let me know. I might have the VHS, actually. I just don't have anything to play it on. <laughs> it's on TV all the time. You just got to find it and record it. And then it's always on the Golf Channel, eh? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't have TV. Play it on there oh, is it on Golf Channel? A lot. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. What's the, speaking of that, what's the best major to you? Oh, it has to be the Masters. Hands hands down. Um, I get the most psyched for it. Uh, you know, it's the same golf course in the rotation every single year. And and not to say that, you know, the other three aren't aren't great because they are. Um, you know, number two would be the would be the open for sure. Um just because of the television times and you get to stay up all night watching golf, uh, if TSN actually shows it. Um and then, you know, like I've always loved watching Carnage as far as golf is concerned. Like US Open is up there, right? Like it it, it makes you, you know, it makes you laugh and be like, oh, I hit a shot like that, right? Just the yeah. absolute grind of, you know, when they don't miss or when they don't hit the fairway, just having to come out sideways or hit terrible shots, uh, you know. Phil putting the ball but before it stops yeah, moving stuff like that. And right? the ball is moving. Yeah, it's incredible. I think if they can find a way to eliminate commercials <clears throat> at the US Open, I think like I think the US Open could be like unique in, in the sense that if they found a way, if they found a sponsor where they could just eliminate commercials and they, they didn't only show the good shots and like the the guys near the lead making the really terrible shots and they just yeah. showed like some really wild coverage of shit like that happening like the whole day i think yeah or even have like even have like a like a a miss list or something right where you compile you know like i remember when harold varner the third was in contention at riviera there's a drivable four and he topped his ball off the tee uh like it didn't show and yeah it's like it's incredible right like commercials uh, i think in general are a problem with the golf coverage and, and i think that's why no one really watches it right and unless you're a diehard so the yeah. masters have sort of figured out they got the best app they got the best coverage yep. um, everything yeah it's you know you can go there and have a beer for three bucks or a sandwich for 250 or, or whatever it's just it, it's incredible do you think masters. if the masters wasn't the first major of the year the gap is closer between it and the open. Because we I wait so. for it, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's always kind of circled on your calendar, right? Like first major. I, I mean, like once once golf set gets going, like in the swing season, like they are right now, right? Like you always kind of you're always looking at world rankings and who's in the Masters mm-hmm. and storylines all around it. But yeah, if if the open was first, it could very well be up there for sure. Just tradition, right? Like right. Tradition is 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 huge, um, and I think that's why I, I like Augusta so much is because of because of that. Yeah, and you did mention the uh, pre- or the uh, PGA Championship. Is there a reason for this? <laughs> yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah it doesn't have to be a major. I think they got a turn. Yeah, you know what? Like I'd rather have the players in there um, yeah. as as the fourth major. To be honest, um, unless they're setting it up a little bit more difficult like they have the last couple of years, right? Where, you know, the, the course is tough. It, it's yeah. it plays more like the U S open. Um, I just, I don't like to see minus 24 winning a major. Like I'm not really down for that. So agreed. Uh, Cam said Ryder cup or president's cup. 
Uh, Ryder Cup probably, and it's nothing against you know Canada and, and the Presidents Cup. Uh, Ryder Cup is is always kind of the most hyped. It's got you know typically better coverage. Um, I think overall the the talent's a little bit better too. Like you know from from the Europe side of things, like the U.S. team is always going to be the U.S. team. It's always going to be you know somewhat of a juggernaut um, on home soil only apparently. Uh, but uh the the europe side of things i I think is i think is cool especially with the young guns you know like victor uh you know you got rombo obviously rory um Mm -hmm. hoygaard you know played a big role this year uh you got that aberg kid who you know almost won last week um yeah like stay hot yeah for sure i feel like the gaps close quite a bit though compared to where it was, like it almost used to just kind of be a joke. Like the, the president's cup needs to field uh, like the, the international side needs to, needs to field a team that is competitive, right? Like the reason why, you know, it's probably not as popular is because it's a route. Um, and it now, it's you know, like, closer, though. Yeah, like now you have, you know, like you got the Aussies, you got the South Koreans, Koreans. like Siwoo and, and Tom Kim, right? Like I, I think they're slowly – I think Immelman did a good job this this past one of, of yeah. really changing the culture and, and rostering the younger guys that, you know, are, are probably more competitive, more familiar with team golf um, and and want to wanna play well for their country. Yeah. Okay, well, Roscoe, I actually forgot to uh, mention this earlier, but we were chatting about a little contest that King is going to run with uh, Shanks. And so if you're watching this at this point, either live or otherwise, uh, you're going to have a nice little advantage for it. So we're going to do something pretty cool. I mean, the Shanks brand itself is set up for uh, viral videos, uh, funny stuff like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to set up uh, our portal um, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna do this this time. I'm gonna put a link in the in the comments below here on YouTube, and and hopefully on uh, I'll send it to Drums to put on the podcast as well if you're listening to this later. Um, but basically, what you can do there is you can click the link. It'll take you to an upload screen, and uh, if you got any sort of videos, whether they're funny, good shots, uh, shanks, especially if you got any shanks, that's kind of what we're looking for for sure. Um, but you can upload it directly. You just have to put in your email address, your name. You can put like kind of a backstory in the description there. And then you just upload it. Um, and what we're going to do is every week up until Shank opens up, we're going to have a contest. Uh, we're going to Reggie, Ross, Drums and I are going to pick a winner every week. And we're going to put it on King Golf account, probably Shanks as well. We're going to put it on the podcast every week as like a segment sponsored by Shanks. Uh, you're going to win. That's kind of the main thing is you get uh, quite a few people seeing your video, but you're going to get a King Golf hat or an undershirt or a hoodie or something as well every week. And then at the end of it, we're going to have like a, a voting contest. So say there's eight videos, we're going to put it on Twitter and we're going to have like a vote for the best video. And uh, Shanks is going to have the grand prize, which is... Yeah, we, like we were talking earlier, just kind of talking out loud, right? Um, would would love yeah. to have uh, the winner, you know, round up uh, a few buddies, uh, guys or girls, six to eight, come uh, free golf on me for uh, for three hours, and and we'll get you a deal on on food and drinks. And uh, if you're from Brandon, uh, pick you up and and drop you off. So 
Um, yeah, try, trying to trying to normalize the word shank. It's 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 really not that dirty. And, uh, <laughs> if you come and watch me on the third tee box almost regularly, I'll uh, I'll put one in the river. So I'm two. That's part three. I know how you feel. Yeah, yeah part three. I always just yeah. think about it, and then it just comes to fruition. So yeah, that's Weird how that happens. Golf. <laughs> so just uh just to uh reiterate that so we got a contest from now until first week of december uh you can click the link in the description below we'll, we'll post it on instagram too actually we just wanted to kind of get it out there for the podcast and the youtube and the rumble listeners for the first week only and so for the first week you're going to have a smaller pool uh to be to be picked out of so after that we're going to kind of post it on instagram it's going to be more uh spread out uh but you can upload your best golf videos there's really no maximum uh don't just do stupid shit because we'll have to go through them and delete them but uh any funny videos good shots shanks especially we got we're going to have a winner every week on the podcast your video is going to be shown on the podcast and on the the two accounts and then we're gonna have a grand prize for the best uh best video at the end of it and everybody's gonna vote on it so um and one more thing if if you do have any shank specific videos where it's a shank on film you're automatically going to get shown on uh the king golf account and probably shanks as well so yeah everyone everyone's got to send me their stuff because i need to start posting (laughs) posting some good stuff so Yeah. yeah um as it might be better suited, Jor, to to have this, um, you know, obviously the the timeline and everything, but um, you know, for the spring to have them come and, and actually be able to, sure. you know, be be more comfortable, um, and and that way operations are are top notch and uh, you get the whole kind of ambiance and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, for the winners or for the winner, yeah, is that what you mean? Okay, yeah, for sure, yeah. Okay, so there you go. You heard it here first. The podcast, the YouTube, and the Rumble you're going to have up until next week. Next Wednesday night, you're going to have a small pool uh, for a chance to be on the kingdom, on the accounts, and get a free piece of King Golf apparel. So there you have it. Um, We're almost at two hours. I think this is the longest episode ever uh it's been great though um it's it's uh always good to talk golf especially with a good buddy uh you're doing a lot of great things roscoe i mean i we talk all the time so i don't need to say too much on here but we appreciate you being on here for everything that you're doing right now and uh i can't wait to see how things go and i can't wait to hit the first ball at shanks not the first ever but my first ball at shanks right on i appreciate that guys and, and thank you for giving me the platform and um you know, a little bit extra for, for me to, you know, come on and, and tell tell my side of the story and, and grow the brand. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Yeah, buddy. Of course. Absolutely. Congrats again, buddy. Thanks for coming. Proud of you. We'll catch you out there. Absolutely. I can't wait. I'll be coming. I'll be coming in opening weekend. I got a bed oh, for no. you. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, really Take us out of your All right, Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. Cockerel tees off in four hours. In Madrid, looks a little nicer in Madrid than it did in uh, Dunhill. In the Dunhill last weekend, it actually got rained out, so that was uh, absolute shit show. Hey, oh yeah, it looked awesome. See that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those videos of Carnoustie was that was looked like Weed City in those (laughs) couple years in uh, 2014. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're out of here. Uh, Everybody, follow along with uh, AC for the weekend. Cheer them on.
And uh, again, thanks, Roscoe, for coming on, uh, giving us the rundown on Shanks. Everybody's looking forward to being there. Uh, Peace out, everybody. Love you, boys. Later. See you, fellas. Love you, fellas. See you next week. See you, boys.